Nick Bobbo, Rudy. You got, you got your notes up? You're ready to go now? You're like, hold on, hold on. I got to get my notes up before I don't we have start. Any on the page. <laughs> <laughs> last time, last hold time, up. last time, hold on. Just for people to know. <laughs> okay, so for people didn't listen to our last spot, Bo went on a huge rant about hating knee braces for offensive linemen or just knee braces in general. When we get done, he goes, here were my, my pre pod notes. And he turns his camera to me, and all it says was knee braces. <laughs> I literally, I wrote that down like a few days before, and I was like, "Don't forget this." But I had nothing else. Your notes on were the thorough. I'm like, "Look at this guy. Knee this guy braces. Really, this guy really goes the extra mile here. This is good. This knee is, braces. It is. It is. I, I always reference my iPhone notes. Like, I, my memory's so bad now. If something hits me, if I don't write it down yeah. immediately, like I'm not going to remember it, or at least I'm afraid I'm not going to remember it. It's, it's terrible. Not good. It's terrible. Like sometimes my memory's decent when I'm reading books. Like I'll be like, oh, I read. I, I remember what I read last chat. Like, but there'll be times I'll, like, I'll read the like the <laughs> night before at like ten o'clock. I'll be reading. That's dangerous. I'll That's wake like up, drunk reading. Yeah, and I'll wake right. up in the morning and I'll be like, that whole chapter. It's almost like see, like it almost all went away. Like, see, what so what's scared? It? What's scared of me is there are certain movies that I can I can recite a million lines to. And then there are certain movies I have seen that people be like, w- explain that movie to me. Like, I don't really remember. But, like, but you've seen it? You're like, yeah, I saw it, but I don't I don't really remember. That, but see, that's my, I think my... You have a great movie memory. I got a really good movie memory, but there there have been the few that I'll, that I won't know that I've seen. I'll watch, like, I feel like I get like 30 minutes or into it. And I'm like, Wait, have what? I seen this? Right. And those are the ones I think are probably not good enough to let Maybe you... Maybe that's what it is. It's not good enough that it's stuck in your memory. So yeah. I always think if those are the types, like that means you don't... They're not worth remembering. Okay, so there you go. Okay, that justifies my not remembering them. I yeah. like that. You made me feel better already. Are you ready to overreact this weekend? I, I guess, yeah. I'm ready to react. You are, no, you are Mr... You're Mr. Reasonable. You're Mr... You're not... You know what? I am officially banning you from the spring game, okay? Because you're too reasonable. Never, Nick. No, I'm ready to react. I'm ready to, okay. to get after it here. Are you ready? Yeah. I mean, because there's this is kind of intriguing in some ways. And like I said, I wrote down about 11 different things that I'm like excited to see or questions that I have. I think it's unquestionably like when you get a new football coach, the first spring game is always the yeah. most exciting. I mean, think about Frost. Think about... Callahan, uh, Callahan. I, I remember Callahan's maybe more than anybody's. That first one, oh, yeah. I played in it, obviously, but I remember the crowd just being so geeked up. Like, right. I feel like we sold out or something. I it don't, felt like crazy. I don't really remember Riley's first spring game. That one I don't remember as much either. Um, but Pelini's a little bit, but I do remember Frost and Callahan's yes. probably the most. I remember, but I truly think that Bill Callahan's first spring game was the most memorable spring game. I mean, it was, it, it, it felt like a changing of the guard. So I remember this specifically because that's how great our fans are is we start, you know, the West coast offense yeah. is coming. Callahan comes out and he runs one of his classic, like three shifts, two motions, like, and then he did, I think some sort of like reverse pass deep ball. <laughs> and it was incomplete. It but. <laughs> And he got a standing ovation. Uh, I'm, I, Nick, I was they got they, a standing yes. ovation post an incomplete pass, right? Because Nebraska fans were so excited. Because you just like, wow, <laughs> this is going to be incredible. You know, oh my god, it was great. But I remember that one play because I think Matt Herring went deep 
and they just they whiffed it. I remember being at the game, and I I remember that too. I remember I just remember it was a bunch of elaborate shifting and all this stuff, and it just was like whoa. We'd never seen like no. We we've been running option football for thirty years, right? What in the entire nation was that? (gasps) I don't know, but. It's either a spaceship or Bill Callahan's figured something out. Like it was Tarnations, what a perfect What in Tarnations did I just see? That's incredible though. Honey, honey, call the pastor. <laughs> I think I saw a UFO out there, man. We need We need the FBI need on answers. that plane. We need answers. So, okay. The first thing I wrote down into one of the biggest reasons I'm intrigued is when we talked about a little bit last week of what the format is going to look like, and it sounds like, again, we're taping this, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, April 19th, so I don't know if we've got an official word on what the format's going to be, but it sounds like we might get ones versus ones, and I think it's going to be live, including the quarterbacks being live. Yeah. Nick, I mean, which... Whoa! I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna try to slow my roll here, but Matt rules keeps on doing everything right. Seriously, though, <laughs> I mean Nick, football it is football. Yes, and he, and I I believe he had a quote in the paper today that said something along the lines of, "I've seen a lot of these games on TV and these spring games, and they've been it's been like a show." He goes, "Right, we're not here to put on a show, like." We're going to play the game. Yes. He's saying we want to play the game. And you, I'm so on your side of it now. You're so right. You've been on this train and you reiterated it last week on nobody is good enough. No individual player and the program in general is good enough to act like they're above playing football. Yeah. Real football. And the further I get removed from last year's spring game the more i'm like that i mean come on it, it then be yeah it's it's just a weird mindset like you're a team that's never won but but you want to you want to protect anybody that might be able to contribute next year and you just kind of go like i don't know it's it's like a, it's a weird mindset almost. it is it's almost like well these guys are too important that we can't lose them and it's like I think the, the the mindset needs to be not that like we need every chance we can get to get better so right. that we're good. Well, okay, and not just like we got to protect these guys that have never proven they can win. Yet. Can I can I fast forward to I was going to do a potpourri segment at the end what? and and, potpourri? and uh, potpourri I think that's word or something I don't know um and. The, this I love this quote, and this kind of gets into like we've gotten into conver- arguments with our buddy Willie and our other buddy Prosco about this. But this kind of goes to what you're saying. Rule had a quote. It was like within the last week. He said, "quote We have a great fan base. We have great everything. I just want to make sure they understand we're four and eight. It's not a negative thing. We have to earn the right to say we're a good team. We have to fight to be a good team. But I I love the start of that. Of I want to make sure they understand we're four and eight. And so I think that attitude needed to get like permeated throughout the entire program of like, guys, I know the stands are full and I know it's like Nebraska operates and I'm not saying, you know, there's some, like our buddies, Willie and Adam were like, the, what, the best thing for this program would be to have no one show up and then they'd have to like rebuild everything yeah. back up. I don't think that's the answer. You know, that's yeah. the extreme. But I, I, I like that idea of like, you need to understand you're four and eight. What on earth gives you the idea that you are above anything at this point? 
including playing a real football game in the spring game and getting tackled. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that we need to we need to have the attitude to always earn it. And, you know, people could easily argue, hey, in the end, if you don't got your best players, it's going to make it. it harder. I get it. I can understand it, but, like, if you got somebody that's an injury risk, keep them out. Right. If you got somebody that is that good, that's just like, we can't take the risk. We got our quarterbacks, this all-conference stud, pull them out, right? But, like, who on this roster fits that? If you're going to bring 70,000 people in and you're telling me you can't play the game of football, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand how you can't just go play it. Right. And you don't have the mindset that, like, we're playing football one time in the spring, one day. You can scrimmage right. in pieces and you can touch off and you can do all the things you want to do to keep people healthy all spring. But, like... If you're going to invite 70,000 people to come, play the game. You yes, know? and and I love the live tackling thing, even for the quarterbacks, because you know, even, I think Rule was asked about going live with the quarterbacks, and his thought was, I think you do them a disservice to not go live, where you're, yeah. you play at a certain speed when you're not live, and then all of a sudden the season comes and things are happening faster Mm-hmm. And so you're literally almost not again there's a fine, there's there's a line with all this stuff. We're not saying blindside Jeff Sims and you know KO him all those things. I'm not, I'm not necessarily calling for that, but at the end of the day practice is practicing to get yourself ready for the game. And to a certain degree, if you're not making your quarterbacks live at least a little bit, you're not getting them ready for I the game. Agree. I just feel like to be a quarterback that doesn't need to ever go live, like you gotta, you gotta have so many reps in your life. Like it's usually it takes, you know, handful of years into their pro career where you're like, that I guy, got it. that yeah. guy's got it. He's just a processing machine. He's got this timing. Um, but man, it's like, yeah, like ball security. I just felt like we've had a quarterbacks here for a decade that ball security when the pocket collapses. I don't know that it's natural. It's not looking real natural. I mean, Adrian, I thought, got better as his career went on, uh, especially his last year. I thought he was better ball security. I just think that, man, there was a handful of years there where, like, in the game, it seemed like they were just they'd find a reason I, to lose the ball, you know? I, I can tell you firsthand, and I get, you'd be like, okay, you're talking about high school, but, like, I would, I remember the first, because obviously being a quarterback even in high school, I wasn't getting rocked no. at Southeast practices or anything no. like that. And I'm telling you, the first time you get hit in a game after not getting hit, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, okay. Now, you really, I mean, now especially think- me, I was always Mr. Loosey Goosey to begin with. You know, I mean, I, I was loose with the ball a little bit when I'd run, but like all of a sudden you're getting hit. I mean, I want people to get into this mindset. Think about like, throwing a precise pass 20 or 30 yards down the field, right? Like yep. drop back, set up, throw that ball, like try to deliver on time. Okay, pretty hard, but, but some of these guys can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine getting absolutely, get your bell rung, you're wobbling, your your ribs hurt, and you're just trying to kind of like, uh, like, you know, you bit your lip and yeah. you're going like, and then you got to go do that again and to throw that same pass on time, precise 30 yards down the field when everything feels terrible. Yes. You know, cause you're just got drilled. Just got like, it's a different, that's, that's yes. the difference I, between 
practice and the physicality of like contact is you might have to make those throws then and the great ones somehow it's it doesn't affect them yeah like the people that you they get hit and they can't play exactly that that, that can be a great separator in into figuring out who's who the other yeah. thing about about the format and live and one versus ones rule has kind of been on this thing of like oh, i don't know about a depth chart i don't want i don't i don't i can't even think about making a depth chart well we might get a little bit of a glimpse into a depth chart if they're doing ones versus ones yes. which is interesting and something to kind of watch for especially early on that was the first thing second thing I, I wrote down and some of this is redundant from last week but i am very interested it's worth repeating to reset everything what is this offense going to look like we've heard of just about everything right like it sounds like you're you went to the you know, old country buffet and you're like oh, i don't want some crab legs i want some lasagna <laughs> want a cookie no i want spaghetti it's like, it's like val's on 70th it used to be pasta and pizza <laughs> now it's and like, then it was asian it was halibut. chicken wings like, i will take some halibut some pepperoni pizza I will take some cookies and cream pudding what, and a salad. What did they do in the 70th Street Vows where they I just don't said, know. We, we're, we're, not, we're doing everything. We can't not have everything you could dream of. That, but that's kind of what we've heard about this offense. It's like, going to huddle up, going to get under center, going to be a fullback, going to be multiple tight ends. We're gonna, like, what is this going to look Running like? Running quarterbacks. And then, we're going to yeah. run the quarterback. We're gonna, I, I'm just so interested as to what this is going to look like. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a hunch that it'll be a little bit more... There's, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. That's my. That, I think they're going to run the been ball saying. a lot this 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 spring game and they're running the quarterbacks. And yeah. Is it kind of? I was thinking about this, and you can, you know, homie to clown, homie don't play that stupid question me if you want to. <laughs> if you're going to run the quarterback, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're, uh, old boy from Army, <laughs> homie don't play that. If you're going to run the quarterback, you usually do that out of the gun nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll do it out of the gun. It's just interesting. There's gonna be a little bit of gun, a little bit under center. It's just I'm I'm curious to what this looks like. Yeah. Is it my? I'm with you. I think my guess is it's a lot of smash mouth running the ball. Yeah, I'm curious. That's second thing. Third thing, the quarterbacks. The, I, just like anything else, every spring game, the most interesting interesting thing to watch is the quarterbacks. Yeah, and Casey Thompson can't play. You have a new shiny, you got a new girl in class, Jeff Sims, that just walked in and you're like, hey, who's the new girl? <laughs> who's the new who's girl? Who's the new girl? Heinrich Harburg just came back from the summer and looks terrific. Lost 10 pounds. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> but so I'm first thing, first thing is Jeff Sims. I can't wait to see what he looks like. Yeah. He's an athlete. Man, he looks the part. He can run. You know, Matt Rule gives the line of, I think he's an NFL player. He's got, like, the tools for that. I can't wait to see what he looks like. Heinrich Harburg has had a meteoric rise. It's so interesting. It started with his dunk. Yeah, you remember right. the dunk? Yeah, right. I in think that the dunk video? gave him confidence. I'm, I'm a believer in this for whatever reason. I Nobody's been talking about Harburg for two years, and then... A dunk will attract the attention. He had a dunk, and everyone's like, that guy's an athlete. And all of a sudden, maybe he's just good. I don't know. Okay. I won't, I won't divulge too much of this to not embarrass you, but one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said Don't even say it. <laughs> Just think about an athletic feat that you think impresses people. You were one time flirting with some girl, won't give the city where we were at, and no, you, claimed, you claimed that you hit a, you're playing pool. You claimed that a bank shot 
pool. Sh- you you no hit look. it. Per- you no, I didn't know you no looked it. But no still, looked it. You claimed that you hit a bank pool shot, and this girl was like, "Whoa, Nick! No way! <laughs> no look! Bank shot called it." Like, you're, okay, you are, you really believe that this girl went from on the fence about how about having a crush on you to like fall in on you because of this bank shot. Just like the coaches went you, from on the fence about brother, Heinrich Harburg. You and my brother give me crap about this. This was long before I knew my wife. Yes, years yes, and course. years. Yes. Back in the, the, aught, the aughts. Yes. Yes. Of course. But well, I will say this with conviction. <laughs> it wasn't the whole deal, but it was the thing. It was the most impactful moment. They got moment. someone from not sure about you to like you. Okay. Yeah. I think you told us this. We were at Misty's downtown. You, me, and Barrett. You tried to tell us that, and you, Barrett and I laughed you out of Misty's pretty much. So you guys have laughed in my face <laughs> a few different times. I think it was that, and then the start of the pandemic, we did a Zoom, and I decided I was going to be a stand-up stand up. You're stand like, up, stand up the whole time. No, I was going to be a stand-up desk yeah. guy, and you guys oh, gave, we gave it, it to, to you. me. And I it's think ridiculous. that was my last day as a stand-up desk guy. Oh, my God. Well, so Harburg, sorry to, to circle back, whether it was the dunk or maybe he did hit a good pank pool shot and Rule was like, holy smokes, Nick, did you see that? The dunk. <laughs> but but it's just interesting when you think with Harburg. Do you remember, I think it was either Mickey or Whipple was asked about Harburg in the season last year and they almost laughed at the notion of playing Harburg yeah. like you think Harburg's ready to go well, okay it's pretty amazing to where him and Sims Satterfield said as much those two guys are like in a battle right now now granted there's Casey that's sitting on the sidelines yeah. that's that in my opinion is going to be the starter but nevertheless who knows Harburg's had quite, I can't wait to see what you and I have always liked Heine. He, he's another guy. They six, five, he's big. He can move. He looks the part. I can't wait to see what he looks like. Yeah. Heine's got an NFL caliber arm too. I mean, I don't know how the one thing with him that I was never certain of is it's like, he has the physical tools. I just never was ever sure he had the, like the intuitive, yeah. you know, the, the quick, you know, quick decision-making smart, like that whole, like, the intangible part, I just didn't know. Like, I've never got to see him play in high school. I never really, you know, got to see him with any real snaps at Nebraska. So, like, I just had no feel for him there. But, like, he he physically is impressive. Yeah. Um, so, that's probably where, you know, it'll be great to see him in a live game. Oh, I can't wait. Like him Those, and Sims, like I can't wait, man. I think they're now two specimens. Some competition, yeah, yeah. They, and they're going to run a little bit, yeah. which I think is good. I think making them live elevates Sims and Harbor because they can run. Well, and the defense actually has to tackle them. Yeah. So you find out like once you get the one up with the quarterback run, like right. There's you some think, one. There's some one on one tackles that like when it's tag off, it's like you got to tackle Sims or Heine. They're they're big good athletes, or even a know? sack. Like yeah. you think like oh I got a sack. It's like did you did you did get you him get down? Him? Yeah. I don't know if you did. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, you may have touched Heine's Heine, but there's going to take a hey, lot hey, more to take. Hands off hey, Heine. get your hands off my Heine, literally and figuratively. Uh, and then, so those <laughs> those two guys I'm excited to see. I feel like Richard Torres. Remember we're playing Tecmo Bowl? You could sit in the pocket at like the two-yard line and wait for like Michael Irvin or Jerry Rice to get 100 yards down yeah. the football field. And then Aikman or whoever, I mean, could just... And throw it 100 yards... And it was touchdown. Yeah. 
Never out of the back of the end zone almost. I feel like that's Richard Torrett. Because all we hear about is that everybody basically admits the dude that's got the best pure arm. Just yeah. I'm talking who has got a straight cannon. It's Torres. I want to see a cannon. I do too. I want to see him throw it. I'm pumped. Yeah, I mean, this is great though. That like with Casey out, we still got three quarterbacks that were very excited to see. And then Chuba's been. I was going to say, what about Chuba? Is the like? I think. I mean, you can't rule him out, obviously, but like, sounds like it feels like Chuba and Smothers haven't been mentioned because Smothers is is Smothers hurt? He might. I think be hurt. Smothers yeah. is hurt, but it feels like Chuba is like. What is it? Lieutenant Dan never remembered their names, Forrest and or where they were from, whatever. Like, oh yeah, or Mister Burns not remembering Homer Simpson's. Name. I feel like the rule doesn't know Chuba's name. Like you never hear anything about Chuba. Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, we're probably gonna see Chuba. I mean, Chuba started games. Yeah. So his brother, his brother is like one of the like. Yeah. I saw an article in the paper of like who's gonna be the next you know Brock Purdy. Like that's who they're yeah. looking for in the draft. Right. That's the yeah. That's his brother. So I mean, so I'm with that name. People, I mean, they'll, they'll, they know who he is, but it's just yeah, I don't know. It, I think he had a rough start to his career, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, but lots to watch with the quarterbacks. Yeah, lots. Next thing I wrote down was running backs. Who is RB one? Which I wouldn't have thought was even going to be a question going into this year. Well, I'm not so sure that the guy that I think is RB one wouldn't have been who I think that I think I'd have put him at RB three before this the spring started. Yes, I would have thought Anthony Grant and AJ Allen were one and two, and Gabe Irvin. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Who I'm ready to marry and make him my Gabe bride. Irvin. Maybe they maybe rule listens to the pod. I think he does. And he just goes, I'll take these guys' word for it. I think and he came into knew. the into the coach's meeting. He said, guys, I listen to this Nick Pop podcast, and him and Bo Root always love this Gabe Irvin guy. What do we think? We're gonna give him a shot. And they said yes. But there's tons of Gabe Irvin love. He's been arguably the most talked about dude all spring. And, th- and that's what probably makes me question the running back room. I mean, Anthony Grant had the like the little the little minor suspension, I yes. think, for grades and that type Whatever. of thing. But, you know, the one thing you forget is it is a privilege to get the rock. And with new coaching staff, sometimes they really don't feel as obligated as the, the last staff. It's like, well, of course you're getting your carries and you're the guy. It's like there are sometimes that's the case. Sometimes new coaches come in they're like, hey, who's the guy? That's the guy. Okay, yeah. We're good. Other times they come in and they really blank slate it and they say, the guy that I liked that proves it to me is the guy that's going to... For like, sure. And it feels like it's almost that situation with the running back. Totally. Great point. And I, I think Gabe Irvin, if, if I'm looking at the, the Husker hype videos and what they're saying in the paper, it feels like Gabe Irvin right now is is the is the sort of like the favorite of the, of the staff at this point. And the other thing too, with... You know, with the little suspension for Grant. The other thing as a new coaching staff, when you come in, you have to set the tone on things, your your rules, your standards, mm-hmm. your all those kinds of things that if, if in the first couple months you don't, you say, well, we got to do this, this, and this, but then immediately don't live up to that, that's a problem as well. Why are you about to laugh? Are you holding back a laugh? What are you thinking about? Okay. <laughs> I can't okay? you told that <laughs> 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 What are my favorite, bud? 
can't believe you just told that. I story. can't believe you said that. Okay, hold on. How dare you? I can't believe you actually thought that. You mean, think this happened? Yeah, boy, did. We need to find that girl, and I need to like just grab her and be like, "Hey, no. do you remember back in the day, a guy hit a bank pool shot? Was that a big deal for you?" She'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "Exactly." Okay, She'd be like eight ball corner yeah, pocket. All right. <laughs> Uh, but it isn't she not a lot of chatter about AJ Allen. What's what I haven't heard much, you know. Did we get a little ahead of ourselves with AJ Allen? I mean, it, it, the sample I, size was really small. He know. looked he, good. He had an impressive like he wasn't like impressive in terms of his like build. He was just like a he was kind of a gamer. I thought he was yeah. kind of a gamer kid. So, I'm excited about him. I think he's just uh he's just one that you know, maybe his his time to shine will be in games more. Right. Um so we'll see. So, I mean, in the end, though, I think sometimes we forget, like, Gabe Irvin, he, I mean, he had, they say he had a great offseason, which means, like, he is working hard and he looks the part. He is a big dude who's built, and I think sometimes the confidence a coach gets from, like, well, I know in my offense whether we block him perfectly or we block him just okay if that guy's going through the line, the line's going forward, right? So it's a little bit different. Right. When you got a bigger back, like I think you can rely on the big back if all else is equal, almost. I agree. And the the last guy, I've got a new nickname. I don't. Let's see if you like it. So the last guy is Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson is Michael Myers. You got to completely decapitate him, burn him, have Elon Musk build a space shuttle and shoot him to Mars for him to not factor into the, the situation offensively. He is, Ramir Johnson is Michael Myers. Like he yeah. is just always just going to be a factor. I'll give him some credit too. I think... Um he sort of hung, yeah, he's hung around in an era where people don't hang around. Right. Like, I kind of respect that. I, I respect that he's just like, he keeps working hard, and I don't know what happened last year that he, like, he couldn't see the field last year. He couldn't get on the field, but he seemingly had a, still had a good attitude and did his right. job. So I'll give him credit for that because I respect that. So do I. So, I mean, between Irvin, A.J. Allen, Anthony Grant, Ramir Johnson, there's some interesting guys to watch for. Yeah. But in the end, Anthony Grant was our Was the guy and had a good year. A pretty good year. He had had almost, do you have 1,000 or almost 1,000? Oh, man. I think he had almost 1,000. I think he had 900 some because they know he was close there at the end of the year. He had Um, to. Now, I will say he he had had a 1,000. He had a 1,000. He had had over 1,500. What? No, no, no. That was his junior college. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He... Let's see. Because he had a really... 915 was, yards okay, so 915, rushing, six yeah. touchdowns, 76 yards a game. So, um, good year. I mean, I, th- I thought he, he remember, had some games he carried us. Remember our favorite play of the Rutgers game when dude trucked homeboy on the sideline? And I truly feel like that play turned the game. I really... And, I know it did. Yes. And it was, a, it was a play of pure toughness. And that was... So, yeah. I mean, we, we don't want to forget that guy... Carried That's our what I'm team saying. a couple games. Yeah, yeah. So running backs managing. Next thing I wrote down was the offensive line. And we talked about this a little bit last week. Rule has talked this group up from almost the first time he could talk about the group to the media and tried to just to to say there's this narrative around here. This offensive line is is the problem. I don't agree with that. Well, 
you know, we don't want to go uh, too far, but it'll be interesting to see if there's any discernible, noticeable, tangible, visual difference or improvement with this unit. Yeah, I mean, I like you. T- I told you how much my notes came into play for the leg braces. You mean no braces? So they're gonna I be out there pulling, pulling, getting to the second level, just international house of pancakes everywhere. Yeah, I think I think for them. Like I said, the, even the, in the the paper today, it's like it's more in the offensive line. Like they're really, like I don't know if it's like we need to spread the leak the story again to the World Herald for the third consecutive week. Like right. I, I don't. It's seemingly uh, something's going on that they feel pretty good about. I do wonder. You brought this up of like a lot of these returning guys. They're not six foot two seventy. They're big dudes. And I and I was listening to Rule talk on Andy Staples' podcast, and he was talking about his time in particular at Baylor, where he talked about how he had he had he was so shorthanded with the offensive line that he was starting offensive linemen that weighed like 270 pounds. Yeah. Right. And so I think when you when you've lived that world, when all of a sudden you're in a world where you have like at least body types, you're like, well, this can't be that bad. Yeah. Like you were talking about last week. So maybe it's a little bit of that. The the thing I'll be interested. Ben Scott is the Arizona transfer. He's probably going to be the starting center. Yeah. He was ranked as the 17th best center in the country by Pro Football Focus last year. Only Michigan and Minnesota had higher ranked centers in the Big Ten. So at least on paper, according to a bunch of people for Pro Football Focus that grade this stuff, Ben Scott's a pretty yeah. good player. I will say Donovan Raiola. He went from like the the fan bases like guy that they had slid under the microscope and were like, okay, we're going to be watching very closely and we got one foot out the door. I feel like he, I feel like it's now Garrett McGuire, the wide receiver coach. I feel like now he's been, I feel like every year for whatever reason, there's one position coach that gets slid under that microscope. I feel like it's McGuire and not Rayola. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but McGuire is just this youngster. McGuire's just so young that um there's just uh, there was just talk of it like some recruits like won't even like it, it's like it's almost like a non-starter that you don't want to maybe that comes from their parents or something like well, that, they're yeah. like that he's like almost too young to be their coach or they need a father figure type of coach um which i think is all valid to be honest it, with you it, it is valid but like i do uh when you read about him you hear about him like he really is like supposed to have a sharp football mind. Like, yeah. Son of a son of a coach who right. now is the head coach at Texas tech, uh, you know, and, and grew up in that high school, that Texas high school football world where I think he maybe is potentially a future, like really great football mind. The hard part is he's got to recruit now and next year and he's 23, 24, you know, it's like, and we'll, young. and we'll get into this in our next thing, but I, 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 or maybe we can just move on. Anything more with the O line? I mean, I just think uh, I, I just think that Raiola thing's interesting now because it sounds like it sounds like Dylan. It sounds like Dylan and Georgia are like they are in the corner at the bar, freaking making out hard. Yeah, and we're sitting here with two tequila shots, and we're like, <laughs> she, "Dang when, it!" When they break it up, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean Georgia and Dylan Raiola are over there just having a PDA moment, and all Nebraska fans are just like. Oh man, it's okay. He was just drunk. 
He, he they he, went to the jukebox and played <laughs> Crowded House. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. over. But so I just think it's interesting though that Rayola has gone from like it's, it for me. It's just my feel is that that yeah. Garrett McGuire's under the microscope a little bit more. But but we bring up McGuire. The other thing that I think is is tough on McGuire is that he's taking over a wide receiver room that right now is a little like because that's the next thing I wrote down. You have a massive, gigantic, enormous void to fill in Trey Palmer. The further I get removed from last season, how motherfucking good was Trey Palmer? He was just a unique, a unique talent. Like we have never seen that kind of speed. Just we haven't. We've just. never seen that. We may never see that again. Like he was a, he's like a four three forty guy, and it's not hard it's pretty easy for him he was just like it was just like right it was easy and yeah that that's pretty unique that we like I said we almost were shocked when we saw him have those games we're like god i mean he, he this i mean remember the purdue game it was like it was insane yeah, every time every times. i mean he was every time it would be like a bomb touchdown every play he would have a couple of bomb completions or bomb touchdowns every game yeah, he won and, us. He won us two games, probably. Yeah. So that's a massive void to fill, and so you, I'll be curious to see Marcus Washington, aka first down, first down. But we got two to go. <laughs> first down and ten, eight yard comeback route caught by Marcus Washington signal and Marcus Washington. <laughs> okay, that, that so this is this uh, Garrett McGuire. I got some advice for you. Day one. We work on that. Day one is like, guys, in the wide receiver room, we will not have one first down. I, I would love if he had a cut up. I would before love, the first down. I would love if he had a cut up in the film room of all the times Marcus Washington signaled for a first down when it was not a first down. I'd be like, what are we doing here, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. Again, we've worked Next on one. this. We've worked on this. Two yards short. Calling for a first down. Next one. Three yards short. Calling for a first. I want that. I want that, okay? Because, but I, I love it. There, part, a part of me world. wants him to. Now I want him to like lean into it and like every catch, he's just like, like that's reverse to Washington. Ooh, tackled for six yard loss. <laughs> Signals first down. <laughs> but he's important. Like on paper, is he the number one? Uh, I would say my guess is this: uh, Billy this, Kemp, Billy Kemp from Virginia is is probably uh, going to be our numbers number numbers aren't crazy though. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Like I would say him. Or Marcus Washington are your number ones. Yeah, but like, Washington's like sort of the the best guy coming back for Nebraska. But this this Kemp, I think he's a guy that's like he's caught a lot of balls. Like in the end, it's like if you've caught a lot of balls, right? Uh, like he's, he's little. He's only five nine. Yeah, he's the guy that's going to get open, catch the ball. Washington's not necessarily a burner, but like he was a pretty good. I, I thought he was fine. I thought Marcus Washington was a pretty good player. We're giving him shit of the first down thing, but I yeah, like Marcus Washington for uh, sure. You got. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is back, which what a bizarre, I mean, that is just dude caught the, he had like, he mossed somebody in the first yeah. game in Ireland. He mossed somebody. And then a couple games later, he was in the portal. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to make of him. Cause he was, he was, up, he was all right, but he didn't, he like, like I said, he just, it didn't, he never jumped off. It was like when shit went South with, with frost, it was like, he, I think got too worried about, 
Because I think he, the way I understood it was he entered the portal to maintain eligibility. It was like he, the second Frost got canned, his whole thought process was, I got to think about next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's capable. Which is fine, but. I'm trying to think if there's anybody we're really like we're missing. Xavier Betts. Well, Xavier Betts is, is he's an obvious talent, but like I don't even know where to start with him. I feel like he's got to like Billy Madison, like complete every grade and class possible to just get to where he could play. Like I, I the way listening to Sip, even listening to Rule Talk, like it sounds like he's got a lot of work to do academically to just be eligible. Oh, I see. Because he can't like start, start I don't, fresh. I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, the guy left the team. I don't know what he was doing. If he was actually going to class all that time, so he might be uh, way behind academically. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably true. So that's where I, I don't even know where to start with him. I think he could contribute. I don't think he's in a place to get to the place mentally where you're going to be one of the guys. I think it's a big leap. I think it's a big leap to just have the sort of like the the mindset of like I'm going to dominate. That's another mindset than like hey, I'm trying to remember the plays and just, you know, right. contribute. I think he he's trying to be a guy that can contribute. He and he's, he's got He's not ready to dominate. And he's got to show, I mean, he's got to prove that he can be dependable all that stuff like Oh yeah. But are those the names or like Washington, Garcia Castaneda, Billy Kemp, like those are the the main three guys, right? Yeah. I mean, you have other dudes. I feel like I've seen it, some some of those videos. I was trying to see like who's like let me see if I can remember what, what the number that is. Because some of the was. some of the guys, I mean it's a lot of Yeah, I think it's Washington and uh, Joshua Fleeks, Ty Hahn, Sean Hardy. So let's talk about Fleeks is the guy from from Baylor that played with under rules like his first year. Um, it never was a huge factor there, but like, I think he's a veteran that, that he could contribute. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see if there's any of these younger guys that pop that like have to start like emerging. I don't know if there's any, like we haven't heard of any emergency yet from somebody that's like not obvious. Right. So this is always a, the spring game's a great example of it's sort of a confidence builder. Like if you can see yourself catching touchdowns and you do it in a spring game, by the time you get into fall camp, you go, I'm ready to do yeah. that in, in a real game. Right. Because you've never done it maybe say on a college level. So the first step is, can I score in a, and catch balls in a spring game? You know, like and then yeah. the next step is, well, now I can do it in right. the start of the real season. So, so it would be nice. It, it would be nice that when you and I are recording a recap of the spring game, we are talking about a couple of new wide receivers like yeah. hey that guy that guy looked looked okay or whatever um it would be very disappointing if we don't have i mean i think we know the running backs yes if we don't come out of the spring ball with saying like that receiver there probably the two positions like defensive backs and receivers are probably the two positions i want to be like who, who is that guy that like an emergence of somebody that we didn't know but out of those two positions. What's interesting? There are a lot of defensive backs returning. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. you got Hartzog and Miles Farmer and Buford. Like, you got a lot of guys that played Quentin Newsom. Like yeah. a lot of dudes that are back, but and then a lot of those guys that sort of that are there's a couple of those transfer guys that that didn't really play that much last year. 
Uh, and then a couple transfers for this year. There's, I think, one guy from Florida this year that has a chance. Because it's weird that you say that because I'm kind of with you, but when I've listened, you know, I'm one of those guys, I, li- I try to listen to a lot. I, I listen to a lot of different radio shows, a lot of different, I just want to, I'm, I'm curious, I'm just like, I like to sponge up just the the rhetoric and the yeah. and, and who's, because I would say the narrative is that like the defensive backs are loaded. And I'm like, I mean, uh-huh. loaded with names that you'd know, but I don't loaded. know if there's anybody out there that is like, or it's maybe load is not the right word. Like it's the it's they got the, depth. They got depth, and and you you have a good like that group. I feel comfortable with. I think they may have like a decent amount of scholarship guys, but that might be one where they like literally have to like guys got to go. Yeah, well, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna get the old heave ho. Yeah, um, because I wrote that down as we and that can suffice. I wrote down the secondary. People are saying they're loaded. Let's see it. That's what I wrote down. You know, yeah. I'm. We need, like, it needs to be competitive to get on the field. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, we've had too many times where it was just like, it didn't feel like it was that hard to get out in the field. Right. And where's Tommy Hill? What's I Tommy Hill back, doing these he's days? He's back to defense is what okay. I was under the impression. Why well, I, I don't know why. He's I, listed as a DB here. He's listed. Just, nothing I love more than Tommy Hill. He's my he's my guilty pleasure. He's my, like, Twix or Kit Kat of a football player i'm like oh yeah you know he i, I give it to him he at least wanted to return kicks. every kick he's confident but yeah he he I'm didn't a, i'm team tommy hill okay know, i'm sorry yeah start right. of that season he was uh, i know was, oh boy he, yeah not good okay next thing i wrote down we get our first look at tony white's 335 mm-hmm. what does it look like down to down different looks like i'm just so fascinated with you know a part of the three three five that rule was drawn towards is it allows you to potentially get your best players on the field and you can kind of all the I'm just curious, mainly in terms of just bodies in the trenches. Like just at the snap. What does that look like? You know, I, I, I can in my my mind kind of like I can see the three three five. I can see some of the like the ways you're, you know, people are doing slants and, and fitting in. But like, I want to see who they're playing at which spot. Like, I know they got like Butler and some of these guys playing that Jack spot. But like, some of these guys are playing multiple places that are very different spot. Like, like right. over the nose or on the end or the Jack or a combination or they're stacked. Like, those are very very different positions. But yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see like how it all morphs together, who's where, and like how they're. That, how the a, movements are. I, it's I know very I, different. Okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't. You weren't going to hold me to clown me again with that one. But like, no, I, it, as on a very simple, broad way, like baby pool level. I just want to see how it looks and how they're lining up and how they're fitting into things and moving around. I mean, we've all ran like on third down. Like we ran a three, three, five. You know, to a degree, right? But like a base three, three, five, right? I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen a team in the Big Ten run it. I don't think so. I don't think I saw a team in the Big 12 run it um, when we were in the Big 12, at least. Because Baylor ran it, I think, by the time Rule was there. So I think there are, and TCU ran it this Mm -hmm. year. So there's teams that run it. It's just like, I just have never been really like, the conferences I'm focused on, either when I was in the Big 12 or when now we're watching Big the Ten Big football, 10, I just have not seen a lot of 3 3 5. Where I'm I like, haven't either. I know what I'm looking at. Here. Right, right. And so I'm curious as to just 
and not that this matters when you get yourself into trouble of like if you just would screenshot something at the snap of the ball just what it looks like yeah like especially once to me it's like it's no okay against you know 11 or 10 personnel easy right i want to know like when they go 12 personnel and they come out in eye formation or like you know right an ace formation with two tights like are you out of it? You know, like, or do you, like, I want to know, like, is there ever times where you like are stacked in a really weird, you know, like, uh, I right. just don't know. I don't know. I would assume you kind of have to morph out of it, but like against the eye formation, like what, how does that morph? Like, what does it look like? So it will be different. Yeah. I, and one of the things that rule talked about that he liked about the three, three, five is that he likes to be that team. That's hard to prepare for, because I'd imagine if you're an offensive lineman, you know, you're yeah. going over your, you know, blocking schemes. Well, no two, th- no two plays are maybe going to look alike in terms of where your guy is or who you're chipping to or who you're doubling on or whatever. So it makes your, probably your, your blocking schemes challenging for, to prepare for. Yeah. I but mean, a little bit more. I mean, I think you, you pretty much then have to, you don't have to, I mean, you can always zone, but like it's, there still is that element of, yeah, like you have protections and you have, like it, it's, it does, it causes a little bit of confusion. I'm just, but you also like, I always felt like it feels like it would be harder to defend the run to me. I always felt that's like. That's my, yes, I agree. So that's why when I say like 11 or 12, you know, 12 or, or 21 personnel are the ones I want to see. Okay, what do they actually do with the three three five? Right. Is, is, is do we just gotta get out of it or like are there ways to maneuver, which I'm just not as familiar with. So I, I wanna see that. I, I, Power I, run versus three three five or you know, the morphing of it. The next thing I wrote down, and there's not really a ton to elaborate here, but just pass rushers. Last year I just got hammered and drunk on the pass rushing Kool-Aid. I thought Mathis and Nelson and and uh Nick, Caleb Tanner were just Mathis got Mathis got sacks. I was gonna was a hit. It was one of the biggest songs of all time. But he needed just, about he needed about five sacks in that first game, and that thing would have topped the charts. It would have been incredible. I I think I would have been on Jimmy Fallon at some point, but like next guest, oh my god, he's got this song, it's a parody. It's Mathis got sacks, it's Nick Bob, everybody. Oh my god, oh, but Okay, so, I mean, I'm curious what the pass rush situation is going to look like. I think, is Jason Peter Jr., Ty Robinson, He, I think he's on the shelf. I think he's banged up. Yeah, he won't be playing. But you got the Polar Bear, Jamari Butler, Stephon Wynn. Uh, there, there's a who, A&M transfer as well. Even Luke Judy, Reimer, how yeah. he's... Elijah Judy, Elijah yeah, that's Judy. Uh, Reimer kind of fitting in there. I just want to, especially with, the, I think a part of what the allure of the three three five is your creativity of bringing pressure and 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 different things like that. Just, I don't know how much we'll get to see, and maybe this is more of like a big picture question. Just like pass rush has always been a question ever since Randy Gregory packed his bags and left the four hundred two. He'd been searching for a, a pass rusher. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent 
at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable, and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that'll be a part of just seeing that defense. But I think there's no question. Uh, you know, it's it's Butler and Gunnarsson are the two guys coming back, and then it's like, what do we got out of these transfers? I don't know. I just don't know with transfers. I don't. I, I'm always slow, slow to be excited about the transfers because I'm like, they couldn't find their place at another. I mean, that doesn't mean that there wasn't. You know, there wasn't circumstances, but it's like... Who is old boy from Texas Tech that walked here that missed, like, the first... He's still walking. He's still walking. He has not arrived. Is he here yet? Anybody got an ETA? Devin Drew? Devin Drew? Devin Drew is still walking. Devin Drew is currently in Colorado. He made a wrong turn, like, Lloyd Christmas, and he's like, oh, he hit the Rocky Mountains, and he was like... Thought the Rocky Mountains were a little bit more rocky than this. <laughs> so, but no, I'm with you. Like Devin Drew is still walking. Devin Drew, is, Devin Drew is yet to arrive. He's coming. He, he'll be here soon. Okay. Uh, curious what that looks like. Uh, we talked about the secondary. The thing I wrote down is just who steals the show. You know, there's there's usually one guy or one play. Remember Jamal Turner early in his career hit a post touchdown and like did a flip into the end zone and people are like oh my god that's a guy we love oh yeah last year i think it was maybe garrett nelson and anthony grant had the one touchdown run aj rollins the tight end had a couple of catches that people were excited about if you had to give a prediction who who's everybody at the bars afterwards after the game like hey you see you see uh i'm thinking two guys we talked about them earlier in this i think between heine and gabe irvin Running back and quarterback, like those guys are going to be running the ball. Um, I think there's a – I mean, if Sims gets the start, though, he'll have the number one O line, which is an advantage. If Gabe Irvin gets the start, he'll have it. So, like, you would think it's going to be between one of the two quarterbacks and and probably Irvin. I wrote down Irvin. That's my my pick to click. Irvin, who I think right now is in that RB1 spot, you want to be with the first offensive line. Makes a huge difference. So, so, but it's yeah. all, or, you know, will it be a new, co- you know, excluding Sims? Will there be somebody off the board that we are, you know? I hope so. What we want is, I mean, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Stuart Bradley, but Stuart Bradley made his name in the spring game. So he had, he had some like big tackles and like absolutely drilled a couple people. But that was, I, I remember like seeing that and being like, who's that guy? Yeah. And it was like from then on, he was like a known entity yes. in Nebraska. Right. But it took this, like, he was a walk on. and Which is just wild. Yeah. Especially when you look at, I mean, Stu's a f- specimen. If it's you've like, never been around Stu, yeah. Stu, Stu is is a l- good looking athlete. He is. He's, he's a monster. But yeah, he, he got overlooked in high school, got injured in high school. And, but he just needed, like, he needed his platform. And he, he, you know, he was on, yeah, I think he was on the white team and he was, you know, w- which was like, you know, you're yeah, playing against, the, right. but like you, you, you rip it up and like, you got a name and like, that's all you need. You need one, like one time. To and that, that's out. a good little anecdote to be like, we can poo poo and, and say, we're not going to overreact, but like the spring game can matter for people. It can change the trajectory of certain people's careers. And like, Wholeheartedly, I, like yes. it, it, it can matter. It, especially in, in this sort of instance, your first impression to a new staff, a new whatever, like it can matter. Me and you talk about confidence a lot. I just think it's, there's an unquestioned, like, you got to be good if you're going to be good. But, like, sometimes you need confidence to get you over the hump. I agree. To just get you to use your abilities more, like, naturally. And I think 
I think sometimes these are the games that there'll be one or two guys that this game springs boards them because they get confidence. And nothing agree. else. They get confidence, then they can play. And that's all they need. The the last thing I wrote down was just like this is the first time we've seen Matt Rule in videos coaching. We've seen him uh, behind a podium doing press conferences wearing a Nebraska gear. Like this is going to be our first time we get to see him with a headset on at Memorial Stadium on the sideline. I'm just curious if we learn anything like his vibe on the sideline, how he operates, just all those things. I'm I'm so excited to just see Matt Rule actually in the position being the coach. I don't know. Is this, this might sound strange. I have almost a hard time picturing him coaching yeah i'm like used to him as some sort of like other figure he he's almost so good as a ceo speaker spokesman yeah he's not the coach that it overshadows (laughs) that like you know he's the coach like oh boy is that guy like he's yours i think that's the last it's like a white house press secretary being so good that they're like is that the president you're like no that's just like i don't i don't know it's he he, it, it is it's weird i like can't quite picture him doing the actual job he's supposed to be doing which is coaching like i I know i and that's what i'm saying that's why i wrote it down i'm like i'm so and it's weird because we've he's obviously you saw him coach a baylor you saw him coach for carolina it's not like you've never seen him on the sidelines before i I never really i never watched him but you didn't i never intently like on him that's why i and you know it is we might we overdo you know, Bo, oh God, he was yelling at this guy too hard. Or Frost, did he? T- who is he talking to over there? Or what? You know, Riley, is he care? Yeah. Bill Callahan's got like you know, he Bill Callahan always said just a sheet in front of him too. And we, yeah, yeah. The throat slash, he's throat slashing people. Remember, there was a throat gate or slash gate or something <laughs> he, like that. He, he's, I mean, the throat slash is a bold move. But he denied it. That was why he. Got yeah, the guy didn't do that. Didn't like, do that. I would never slash your throat. my throat. You know, something. <laughs> I shaved. Cut, you think, I think he said, cut uh, it out. <laughs> he said, I said, cut it out. And like, no, you didn't. <laughs> so I'm just interested with rule, like what we're, uh, what we're going to see. It's our first chance to like see this guy and fall in love with him. So we're going to do. I, okay. What, I'm setting a low bar for him, for, uh, for me to like him. Oh, I know. Like, if he yeah. does anything, I'm like, I like him. Uh, I, see, okay, Last one of the last things here was I wrote down, I just started writing down, like I put, okay, top five players I want to watch. I couldn't come with a defensive guy. Maybe I'm too like, I like quarterbacks. I like, I, I, who, who if you had to pick a, a defensive player, you are, now you're always linebacker, you, but like, well, I feel like we haven't I, heard I'm a lot not, about Reimer. I'm not going to say Reimer because I know what Reimer, I got, we get, Reimer's good. It's more like between Butler and these the couple of those transfers, like Judy and Chief Borders, right? Um, Gunnerson, and then you know, I mean, the the polar bear. I, I I still don't know what we have in the polar bear. He's big and he's strong, but like, I just don't know if he can move. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to move to play this game. And and so like, I, I don't know if he where he's at. He may have made the jump because I think he's leaning up a little bit where he can use that strength maybe a little bit more effectively. Because I feel like he, he was never in a position to use, like, I'm just this strong. It was like he was always yeah. trying to find his footing almost. So I think between a few of those guys, 
I'm just looking for who's going to emerge. Who's going to emerge? Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I, the guys I know, like I know Miles Farmer, I know Newsome, Hartzog, like I know kind what of, I'm getting Hartzog. I want to see somebody else. Yes, that's maybe that's what's hard about. Um, I don't know, I because I of course I wrote down Sims, Harburg, Billy Kemp, Gabe Irvin, like those were the guys that jump out at you of like I want to see what they look like, you know? Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find a defender. I couldn't find a guy that I was like, you know what? That's the guy I want to see. Jude, between Judy Borders. Butler, Gunnarsson. Those are your dudes that you're looking for. Yeah, and I would say Hunt, Masher. The polar bear. The polar bear. Okay. Um, that's all I wrote down. The other thing I wrote down, it'll be interesting. Uh, Frank Solich is back. He's going to be honored. I'm so, we're going to reverse the curse. It's finally going to happen. What I wonder, I just wonder what it's going to look like. What the environment's going to be like. I hope they... And maybe like halftime or during a break. I hope it's not fast. I hope it's like, you, you know, him, like give him a couple minutes and people will. I mean, the dude should get a standing ovation. Yes, he should. Because one, he did a great. He was a great player here. Yeah. He was a national championship winning coach here. He took our team as the head coach to big 12 titles and a national championship, a national championship game. Um and then he got fired for winning nine games. Right. And now he went to Ohio and the freaking, if I'm not mistaken, the field in Ohio is named after him. Like he is, he, he, that's what's cool about Frank. Frank went to Athens, Ohio and just was a great coach for 20 years there. Yep. Almost and, 20 years. And I have such fond memories. You grew up about three houses down from Frank Solich. Yeah. He lived right by you on, on South Hope Court. Yeah. And right by Rousseau Elementary, like just middle of the nice regular neighborhood. Yeah. Not and, living and in the glitz and glitz. Like it's the most regular Joe house. We had his spare key. Cause yeah. you know, neighbor, like if, yeah. if you ever locked, like there were times they would lock themselves out of their house and like <laughs> his wife would have to come over and we'd have to like, just, yeah. uh, or uh, I'm sure there were times you were over, but like any Frank rarely, like you I rarely saw, saw Frank him. because yeah. Frank was, I mean, you know, those coaches hours are crazy, but like the few times you, I would see Frank's car turn in the street and I was out playing a oh, boy. I tried to make the most athletic well, play in the world. I do remember because we played, we played pickup football in, in the street. Yeah. Right. And like, I remember one time we were like more down the street than in the circle. Yeah. Closer to Frank's house. And we were playing. Like, yes. We were going at it. We were probably, you know, final fifth, sixth, seventh grade, whatever. And Frank turned in. turned in and we're all playing football in front of Frank Solch house. It was a pretty good feeling that he saw us. And he was, the, I think he probably gave us oh, the thumbs up and all that, you know? So like I have a soft spot. You committed to Frank. Frank recruited me. Yeah. Uh, I remember I went, the one visit I went on, I went into his office and like, I remember, I mean like, yeah, I, I have very, I love Frank Solich. So I, I am very excited that he is going to have his moment where the fans can can shower him with praise and love because he deserves it. I wonder if it'll get emotional at all. I wonder, I mean, I'd imagine, I just hope there's a, de a chunk of time. I hope it's not like, you know, fast, you know, and it's just, it's as simple as like, hey, and then that's it. Like, I want more than that. Yeah, I think it's not going to be quite as fast as like those commercial break. Hey, say hi to, you know, it's yeah, like, like, fans, here's, here's the flute player that in the flute national championship, <laughs> this is Frank flute fans. Let's hear it for Frank flute. And then it's like, stand up and shout. It's third down and two. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that. I hope it's not that I want to, I want a bigger, and I'd imagine he'll come on with the TV crew and talk. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I, I want, I want a lot from Frank. 
yeah. feel like that's is that too much to ask? I want. I, I just hope it's he he gets. I, I, maybe the, we take it one step further. Maybe it's like we're gonna have some sort of ceremony where we're gonna reverse the curse. Like we need to burn something. something. Burn something. Voodoo doll. Well, they, we they just do. came out with a new Herbie Husker logo. Oh, yeah. Maybe they take like some old Herbie logo or it's some. Weird. Now that like it, it's funny, the things you like don't notice. I never noticed that he went from blonde hair to brown hair. But now that you look at the brown hair, you're like, God, that was a boring Herbie Husker. That was, don't you? The, yeah. the blonde hair farmer Herbie's way more interesting. Right. And I think they, they, they made the new one like. Not nearly as buff and in shape. He's more like a farmer. He's like, hey, yeah, I dad bod, dad bod. <laughs> I kind of like who? Nobody does that. So I kind of respect that we kind of went the other direction. Yeah, because like, every yeah, like you know, everybody's every, every other mascot's just like you know, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and-, and and you know what? So I I've been I don't know where I saw this article. <laughs> this is a bizarre bizarre reference here, but like I was reading this article on all these things that are basically. Like they were, they went through like cars and uh, like logos for these big companies, and they're all morphing into basically the same thing. Like they lined up 30 different SUVs, and they all kind of look similar. You can't tell which one's which. Like, wow, Volvo, Audi, yeah, uh, Mercedes, Toyota. Here's it, yeah, the model, and they're all white. And you look at them, there's like there's 30 cars lined up in a in like a big thing, and you're like, I can't you really can't tell the difference. And then they showed how every one of these big corporation logos becomes like the same font. Like they used to be very different. Why would you, I wonder why that is. Cause you would think the whole point of a logo is to, is to be memorable and different and it's identifiable. Not, it's now to be the you most be... boring blah thing that plays to the middle. And there's no, yeah, maybe you want, I don't know. That's weird. Well, that's, that's why they're doing it yeah. because it's like, let's no take no risks here. The yeah. proven metric is this, right? but they're all becoming the same thing. So like it's losing its uniqueness. Right. right? And so I was reading that and you're like, God, and even like there are things like women's faces. They're all yeah. they're doing things to their faces to all be the same. Yeah. Like bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, that is kind of the opposite of what they're doing with Herbie Husker, so I like it. I know. They're not that is, he is, he is not, but he's not Mr. Huge Pecs, Huge Guns. He's just like, I got a corn I husk. I mean, he truly looks like farmer. a thug. Like, he just, you know, he had a he had five pancakes, five <laughs> slabs of bacon, and... He husked some corn. Yes, husked some corn, came inside, sat off. on his recliner. He's holding up the number one now. And it's and amazing. Going, it's amazing. It's so great, though. Maybe there needs to be, yeah, some sort of ceremony. Of some kind, but in that case, a sacrifice of some kind. Yeah, maybe we burn the old Herbie. In. I don't know. Maybe maybe he doll. Frank takes the Dervener Slinger and like shoots Little Red with a hot dog or something. Or something I don't know. Two thousand three. I don't know. Maybe like, or maybe we need to burn something to reference that Colorado game in 01. Yeah. I feel like from then on we were on shaky ground or something. So maybe this that moment, we need to like just get, a, get a picture like the, of a buffalo or something. Or get sort like of, the stat sheet, the official stat sheet from that game. The like official box it. score gets yeah. put into a into or you, a video you, of it and just like you burn just you that, burn the tape, burn you know? that Colorado game because it was maybe like, there's uh, there's got to be an original tape of that game. Frank has to put it into a trash can that's on fire, and then we all sit there and we we watch it burn and we all go reverse the curse. 
So there you go. I mean, any, anything else? You were, I mean, that's, I don't know. That was supposed to be the set the table for the spring game for everybody. I think it's set. I think we've set the table. We will hear, we will recap it. We'll overreact to it. Or in Bo's case, we'll just react reasonably and responsibly. And that's what we'll do. Okay. Okay. I got one last thing to tell you. Eight ball corner. Oh, pop. no way. <laughs> A Heard at Sports Network production.